Inspirational and instructional, Dr. Joe Schwartz's book, Super Radiant, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, gives a step-by-step approach to finding your bliss through TM. Hi, everybody. Uh, we've got an exciting broadcast today. Welcome to um, Mental Resilience uh, Through Meditation. I'm Dr. JLJ. Dr. JLJ is going to talk to you about an exciting topic today which uh, a friend of mine suggested and it really really blew my mind uh, because it really ties into the multimodal approach which i have been suggesting which includes tm transcendental meditation exercise and going to therapy to really supercharge your ability to be successful and to overcome whatever is blocking you from being successful and the biggest blocks are really the, 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 the most common and worldwide problems that we have today, depression and anxiety. And my, my feeling about that, the, the explosion in mental health problems was really confirmed by two articles that I'm going to be talking to you about today. And one is, and, and the topic today is nexus mental health and diet okay so it, when i was growing up there was a famous expression you are what you eat and now that i think about it it really is profound especially in the world of mood in the world of uh, uh motivation and of course that's what i'm, I'm presenting here is how to motivate your life, how to achieve your goals, how to do everything that many of the very famous motivational speakers, including Joe Dispenza and, um, and Tony Robbins have been talking about. Uh, but I, I think added on to that is the fact that we have to really address these mental health issues through therapy and through the, the means that I've suggested and now a big fourth area, which I think is really, really important, is diet. So I'm going to talk and how that relates to your mood. Very important. So today we're going to, I'm going to discuss with you two articles. Um, and they're both about the correlation between mood and mental health and what you're eating. The first one is... Uh, excuse the pun, you are what you eat. We just said that. How diet can improve symptoms of depression. And that was by Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. Um, he's a British guy, but he has lots of YouTubes out there that are excellent that I really recommend. And he, he promotes a, a whole foods diet, which is really wonderful. And then a Harvard psychiatrist, Dr. Chris Palmer, um, also is doing a lot of research into why there is mental illness and why after decades and decades of pushing pills on people, and he's a psychiatrist, mind you, you know, we don't really get the outcomes that we want. In other words, the, the cure of depression, the, you know, so many people relapse or the drugs don't, don't continue to work that they're taking. His article is called Patients Say Keto Helps with Their Mental Illness. Science is racing 
to understand why. So we'll, let's begin with the shorter article, and and then we'll explain what all these diets are. So uh, the the chapter G um, article starts out by talking about what is mental health, how prominent is it, and it just blows my mind to see. I'm so surprised to see that in England, in the United Kingdom, where he comes from, 25% of the population already has been diagnosed with a mental illness. That's just in England, okay? And worldwide, the, the millions and millions of people that are out there that have been diagnosed, you know, if you extrapolate that small number just from England, it must be millions and millions worldwide. So 25% of that UK population has been diagnosed with some form of mental illness. And one of those conditions of mental illness, depression, the research shows that 20% of the population of, of that population has a chance of developing depression. So one five of, of British subjects, I guess we call them subjects, will develop depression at some point in their lives. 80% may not, but 20% will get that, and 25% will, will, will get some other form of mental illness, maybe just anxiety. So it, it's, these are big numbers here. These are big numbers here. What does depression mean? Well, um, according to this article by Dr. Angan, um, it's a collection of symptoms. And many, many factors, you know, I, I could cite you the DSM definition of it, where for two weeks you're not feeling so great and, um, you know, you're restless and you're irritable and you're moody and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's, um, it, it's a very common diagnosis that people have in the United States all around the world. It's a mood disorder. And um, what he's saying here is that there are many ways that we've used to, to combat de depression. The, the, main, the main way is through uh, pills and therapy. But like I've been proposing here, it really is lifestyle. Lifestyle meaning not only therapy, but exercise, not only exercise, but very importantly, to learn the TM technique, to start practicing transcendental meditation, because the correlation and all the research are there points to the fact that there's a that gaining coherence through TM makes you um, happier and decreases the feelings of depression, which we're just talking about. But adding on to that, adding on to that is another avenue, and that's food, which is so interesting. So he suggests here, Dr. Chatterjee, that food can really impact the way we feel. Okay, so um, what's going on in, in our present society? Well, as I've noted in, in many other podcasts that I've had so far, um, the the, the stuff that's presented on television over and over and over again is really just an operant conditioning program to get you to, to buy the worst junk in the world. 
and and we all know what brands the hamburgers and the chicken and the and um you know and the processed food over and over and over again that suggestion is fed into our minds and what do you think happens you know and and uh people don't you know people turn on the television you know maybe they're bored they're bored they're depressed they see the food thing they run out and buy the food and then they eat the food consume it you know they feel good but what food are you eating and in fact the food that that's presented on television the junk food is terrible it really is because it contains all sorts of processed additives and sugars which uh, dr chatterjee talks about here foods like sugar contain um get quickly converted um into uh, in, in, into energy but you but you crash you crash and the sugar rush from these highly processed foods and additives and junk food they they shock and scare the body two or three hours after the meal you're going to have this cr uh, hangover and you're going to feel awful so when your blood sugar crashes it releases what they're discovering, adrenaline and cortisol. Okay. And, and, and these are, if you remember from my earlier podcast, cortisol and adrenaline, these are all associated <coughs> with stress, excuse me. And stress produces that. When you're under a lot of stress, you, you're fight or flight. You're producing a lot of cortisol and adrenaline. So now we know from this article, food can also cause that. So what do you got to do? Most important thing to do is to change your diet. And getting more protein and reducing the terrible carbs will stabilize things. Having eggs, eating avocados. That's going to stabilize you from that crash that we've just discussed. So um, th there's there are, there are studies done all over the world now. Back in 2017, there was a study done in New Zealand. Moderate to severe depression had a statistically imp uh, improved improvement uh, in symptoms when people went on the Mediterranean diet. I don't know. If any, any of you out there have heard of that, but it's it includes meat, seafoods, nuts, plenty of fruit and vegetables. So an, another study, a very famous study, was done in 2015 in Lancet, which is a big um, uh, scientific journal in the UK, but followed closely by the medical community. And, and they say there... Uh, there's an emerging and compelling evidence for nutrition as a crucial factor in the high prevalence and incidence of mental disorders. Not just the association between what you eat and cardiology, endocrinology, and gastroenterology. Now we're learning that's also having an effect on your mental health. Okay? Now, do doctors ask you what you're eating? And 
Um, and well, I, they, they're beginning to ask you how depressed you are. I mean, I went to have some checkup yesterday at Christiana Care in Wilmington, Delaware, and now they have a survey that says, have you been depressed? Have you been feeling lonely? Have you been down? So at least now, lo and behold, people are being screened for their mental health. But what they're not being screened for is what are you eating? I mean, they ask you if you're exercising. I suppose primary care physicians do that. But this is really amazing that changing your habits, um, you know, eliminating sugar and replacing it with fresh produce, fish, quality red meat, nuts and seeds, you know, there's, there's a there's a correspondence with improved mental health by reducing sugar and becoming more ketogenic. And we'll talk about that very soon, what the keto diet is. So let's continue with uh, his article here. And he, he discusses, he makes an amazing point, which, which kind of ties in with a lot of what I've been saying all along in these podcasts, how a multimodal approach is really the optimal way to really get you to be successful. And being successful means focused on what you want to do, imagining what you want to do, not letting, you know, bad moods, anxiety interfere. Okay. And he writes here, changes to your diet can also create a domino effect where you start to increase your physical activity, which also means you're going to improve your mood by exercising. And we talked about that with the endorphins. Many patients, when they've changed their diet, have started to feel better about themselves immediately. They want to access other therapies like counseling or CBT. So diet changes can gateway to improve your overall being. Now, isn't that interesting? Because we've talked about that prior to this, that the lifestyle that you have or you don't have is really going to affect your mood. And this is what I've been promoting. And now we have another doctor here saying just by dieting, some it's going to it's going to motivate you to do all the great things that I've suggested, which is exercise, and which is going for therapy, which is very interesting. So uh, he and then he, he concludes in his in his article here. He's got five tips for improving depression: eliminate processed foods, which I just talked about, like breakfast cereals that you get from the big major companies. They're all they all have processed food, uh, they all have processed additives um, in it. And again, the, um, because these all turn to sugar, they're very bad for the body and very detrimental for your mood. No processed foods, no sugar drinks, forget the grape juice, forget the, the Coke with all the sugar in it. And um, it's better if you just have water, tea, or coffee. Um, Increase your natural fats, eggs, avocados, olive nuts and seeds, good quality red meat, and eat more seafood. Uh, salmon, anchovy, sardines, mackerel, they have omega-3 fats in it. And um, 
you know, you can even become like SpongeBob and have some seaweed. He thinks that's a good idea, too, to get kale, chia, chia seeds, flax. So these are all good things that you're going to be putting in your body, okay, as opposed to the, the fast food that all the, all the cultures in the world seem to embrace, which is just awful. Um, then the last thing he suggests is prebiotic fiber, um, which, which increases the, the gut bugs. And you can get those from plant fibers, onion, garlics, and artichokes. So that's one article. Now, a, another very interesting article that I suggested you all could read, um, and I got these all online. There's an article by Will Stone says, patients say keto helps with their mental illness. Science is racing to understand why. And this one is, is, is right off the, the, the press. The last one by Dr. Uh, Chatterjee was from December 2017. This one is maybe two or three days ago, which is pretty amazing because I went online after my friends started talking about this to look at what was out there. And this article was written maybe two or three days ago, January 27th. I think today is the 31st. I don't know. 2024. Will Stone, patients say keto helps with their mental health. So it, it talks about this um, researcher in Scotland, Ian Campbell, who uh, eventually became a psych student. And this was a, a guy in, in um, Scotland who was suffering from birth with bipolar disorder. And, and it's an awful thing to have. I don't know if you've known any friends or relatives that have that, but your moods just go back and forth. You can oftentimes become enraged and other times seriously, seriously down and depressed. So um, obviously the quality of somebody's life having a mental illness, bipolar disorder, uh, cannot be good. You can either have a little of it, bipolar two or a lot, bipolar one. Um, so um, the, the linking emerged, um, uh, the, the inkling that he had of feeling peaceful and happy was a result of having him make some dietary changes. He, he wanted to just lose weight. And by chance, uh, uh, someone suggested a low carb diet. And here he is walking around for years and years with bipolar disorder. And now he wants to lose weight. He starts, to st he starts this new diet to lose weight. And lo and behold, he starts to feel even happy, okay, peaceful. And he really realized that, um, you know, medication aside, the thing that was different was his diet. So he, it really was a, a life-changing um, relief, and it really prompted him to study what's known as ketosis, okay? Uh, like I just said, in an effort to lose weight, he drastically cut back on carbs and instead focused on protein and fat. It turns out he unknowingly entered ketosis, a metabolic state where the body switches from glucose as its primary energy source to ketones, which come from fat. Okay, so... 
can't, you know, glucose is is the bad stuff, the high sugar stuff that's making you crash and burn and destroying your mood and making you more anxious and more depressed. When you switch over to ketones or when you start to uh, increase your protein and get your energy that way, that way okay, the, the, you know, the primary energy source is, from, no, is no longer from glucose, it's from ketones, which comes from fat, meats, chicken, high-protein food, vegetables, okay, nuts. So he, and then he started learning about the ketogenic diet, high fat, very low carb. And I do that now as well. Uh, I mean, I, I started to realize after I read into this that all along, I, in, including in my, my three, three regimens of um, therapy, um, exercise, and meditation, I was also... I was also changing my dietary habits uh, because right now I'm on keto. I, I, I can't eat a lot of carbs because I was diagnosed years ago with borderline A1C and uh, the doctor suggested, you know what? You need to watch what you eat. So I have. And since I've been on keto, low carb, my health has been excellent. No problems there. No problems with the A1C. So that, you know, these, these realizations made him want to go back to school and get his PhD. And that's really wonderful. And then um, there's another doctor that wrote a, a mind-boggling book. His name is Dr. Chris Palmer. He's, from, uh, he's a psychiatrist at the Harvard Medical School. And he wrote a wonderful book based on his his frustration at trying to help the worst patients, schizoaffective and schizophrenic patients with pill after pill as a psychiatrist. And then he discovered that food is really the answer. And the name of his book, it's a wonderful book. It's called Brain Energy. And um, uh, he, he, um, he, he was working with a particular patient of a, of a high tech guy's um, kid and um all they, the the poor child had schizoaffective disorder this was back in 2017 and bipolar and he was on tons of medications nothing was working so um palmer suggested they start him on the ketogenic diet like i said very low carb lots of protein instead and lo and behold he he started to really improve after two weeks. And months later, it was even better. So now around a dozen clinical trials are in the works, testing diets effects on mental illness for bipolar, schizophrenia, depression, alcoholism, anorexia, PTSD. So it really is exploding. And um, many years ago, um, the only way that doctors were able to treat epilepsy was through diet. And that's where keto really originated in terms of helping people with some mental disorder or, or biological disorder. They had them go on keto if they had epilepsy and it seemed to really, really help. Um, it's, it's really a medical intervention. 
And um, the standard care for epilepsy, says a neurologist at John Hopkins, is keto. Okay? So now they're, now they're finding that it not only helps with epilepsy, but it's helping with bipolar. I'm going to read you some more uh, studies here. Um, and, and, and what we're talking about here is a metabolic link. In other words, your metabolism, if it goes wrong, is, going, is not only going to affect your general health, your, your heart, your blood, your kidneys. It's also going to affect your mental health. Okay, so take, for example, type 2 diabetes, obesity, and hypertension. Not only are they all bad, but they're also bad for your mental health. And, and what they and, and conversely, people with psychiatric disorders are at an increased risk for developing type 2 diabetes, obesity, and hypertension. So one feeds into the other. And the way you're going to short circuit that is what I what they've discovered here is the keto diet, which is to give, I, I mean, people with type 2 diabetes, obesity, and hypertension are going to be encouraged to go on a, a, high, a low carb diet. And that not only will affect their metabolism in a positive way, but it will also affect their mental health in a very positive way. And again, this is through the, the phenomena of ketosis, right? During ketosis, the body essentially changes metabolic gears. It increasingly draws on ketones made from the breakdown of fat in the liver instead of glucose. So we, we, your, your body is operating on um, a different oil system. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if you could envision your body as an engine, right? Now the engine can, um, and it's funny, when I was a kid, everybody used to when someone used to threaten you, they used to say, well, I'm putting sugar in your um, in your gas tank. And we all know sugar really screws up the engine of a car. Well, isn't it interesting? Today I'm telling you and talking to you about how sugar can absolutely wreck not only your body, but your mind. So so what's, what's the news here about ketones? Ketones is uh, a different different form of blood that's surging through your system, a different form of energy, okay? And what it does is very, very, what I think is remarkable things. I mean, it's such a breakthrough. It'll be such a blessing and a breakthrough for people who want to lose weight, who have type 2 diabetes, and who probably also are very anxious and down. So just by changing your diet, you're going to be contributing to some form of happiness. Now, what I like about this study here and what I've been talking about today is what I've said 10 minutes ago is that my whole proposed intervention to have a successful life is all about this lifestyle change. And now, I and, and meditation is very important. I mean, when I, I've looked at the videos from... Dr. Palmer and the other doctor, they, they've also said, you know, stress is such a big component here. 
meditation is also wonderful because, you know, you're going to change your diet. But that's not the only thing. And, and this is what they've talked about later in the article, that it, it is not the only way for optimal health. Okay. I mean, it, uh, they, they've really, they've really got to get to the bottom of what's causing mental illness and discovering this food component is excellent, is important. But like I've said before, um, you know, the body responds to exercise. The body responds positively to meditation. So exercise and meditation, okay, and talking to someone, in my opinion, is, is also a really wonderful way of, of having a manual, okay, a cookbook for a successful life. Because when we know from what I've talked about with meditation, particularly transcendental meditation, the level of coherence in your brain, and they've done hundreds of studies of, on this, and I've, I've told you about that book, The Coherence Effect, by Marcus and Clark and Wallace. You can get that on Amazon. They, they've done these wonderful studies that show how meditation increases brainwave coherence. And that has been associated with peace, with tranquil, tranquility, but more importantly, with optimal brain functioning, meaning we all make decisions the decisions are going to be better, okay? So here we have another clue to why people go bad, meaning why they have depression <clears throat> and anxiety. But I, I see it as part of a, a healthy lifestyle and plan that I've always been suggesting throughout all these podcasts that includes meditation and exercise. And, of course, therapy is also important. But now we can add food. We can add what you're eating and not what you're eating. And I think it's just fascinating that now these now we have more and more research to show how bipolar depression, schizophrenia, I mean, the, the problems that are so hard to treat and, and how the drug companies have for years pushed the fact that the only answer to that is through medicine. And that's really not true. There's been a technique that's been around for 3,000 years, transcendental meditation. Well, people have been eating for hundreds of thousands and millions of years. What have they been eating? Well, it sounds like if you've been eating a good diet, not only is your health good, but your brain is good too, and your mood is good, and your mental health is good. So all, all of this evidence is really pointing to the fact that um, giving patients a choice or addressing patients that are severely depressed or schizophrenic, and none of these drugs have worked, with another way of handling their, their issue is really a big breakthrough in terms of uh, mood improvement. They did one study out in, um, out in, uh, out in uh, again, in Scotland, um, where uh, they took a group of people and um, uh, uh, a, a randomized control st 
uh, trial found that patients lost an average of 10 pounds, had significant reductions in their blood pressure when they started the keto diet. And as their ketone levels went up, we saw their mood improve. Okay. They did another study in France with hospitalized patients with severe mental illness. Um, now, three of the patients out of, out of um, uh, 31 could not keep up this diet. I mean, maybe in France they like their wine and their cheese and all this stuff. I don't know. But like the 28 that did uh, had substantial improvements in their depression and psychosis by the third week. So ultimately, 43% of the French study achieved clinical remission. Clinical remission means that your symptoms have really gone away. Okay, so um, th there's been some criticism of the of um, diet, and the main crit criticism has been: does it work? It maybe it works for some people, but not everybody. It's hard to stay on a diet, okay? Um, so this is why I believe that if you address your mental health issues in a multimodal way, which we talked about the last time, um, getting a good therapist, okay? Um, exercising as much as possible, okay? And learning TM, which is very easy, which is not a diet, that in itself is going to improve your mental health and your success rate in life and will really motivate you to achieve a lot of great things. On top of that, there's this diet. And, <clears throat> you know, it, it really boils down to self-discipline because all my podcasts, this, this story about diet, what does it boil down to? It boils down to people making choices. You can either and and disciplining yourself, okay? Um, do you have do you decide not to take up the suggestions of the advertisers and buy a Big Mac um, or uh, go to Burger King or I don't know? I guess I'm giving free advertising to all these products, but we know these processed foods and and the mass market of um, snacks, I mean, so many snacks, potato chips and chips in general, um, are just all over the place. And they're ingrained in our culture. They're ingrained in um, our sports culture, for example, with the beer, right? You see beer commercials. Beer, of course, is a terrible toxic and toxic and contains tons of carbohydrates. People guzzling beer, watching sports, and of course, eating chips or, or getting bad sandwiches. Um, and um, so that's, that's a suggestion that people see all the time over and over and over again. Their friends take up their lifestyle. They're used to that lifestyle. Maybe as kids, their, their parents encourage them to eat bad food, meaning lots of high carb food. Okay, so what does it boil down to? Lifestyle changes involve the big SD. And maybe we'll talk about that next time. What is the big SD? The big SD is self-discipline. And how you become 
a self-disciplined person is really about how much you want to be a self-disciplined person and how, how much you are persistent and where does that come from, okay? Maybe it comes from how you were brought up. Maybe you saw some high-achieving parents. Or on the other hand, if you had very high-achieving parents, maybe they turned you off and you said, oh, I'm just going to take it easy the rest of my life. I don't want to be like them. They get very stressed out being, you know, wanting to be very high achieving. I have a patient I just talked to who's, um, who's uh, uh, going to college and who's very good at a particular sport. But they're so focused in on this sport, it's, it's essentially stressing them out to the max. And, you know, such that they're so anxious and feared and fearing failure that they really can't enjoy anything else, okay? And uh, of course, what I'm gonna do is what I'm gonna present to everybody that I'm talking to today is that you really have to understand there are techniques and tools out there that will help you, okay? To my thinking, if you don't wanna go to therapy, at least try Transcendental Meditation. If you don't wanna try Transcendental Meditation, at least go to therapy and exercise. So some choices are easier than others. Some choices involve more or less self-discipline. I think millions of Americans out there, if they're listening to my podcast, will understand how difficult diets are, okay? And all I've talked about today is diets. So, you know, what's behind the motivation of people with mental health problems that I've talked about here? Well, they're tired of their mental health problems. They're suffering with their mental health problems. They're depressed and skitzy and hallucinating. So when someone says to them, I've got a different way of trying to cure you. Well, they're very motivated to try that because they don't want to keep suffering. Okay. So that could be a very good way to start to discipline yourself is to understand that you have to have a reason to try this diet. You have to have a reason to try all the suggestions that I've, I've, I've made here. If you want to be successful, okay, if you want to, if you want to be, achieve your goals or to just be at peace, there's a way to do that, okay? And, and that should motivate you to discipline yourself to go to the gym, to, try, to do your meditation twice a day, and to eat differently, okay? Because the correlation between where I was before I started my TM and my exercise and some therapy, and where I am today, um, you know, the, the correlation between changing habits and success, and in, I guess in my case, publishing a book and having a podcast and having a very successful practice, you know, for me, it was quite remarkable. There were other things in my life, um, including personal things, family things that improved tremendously. So, I wanted all that to happen. I wanted it. So I'll end, I'll end the, the broadcast today 
with saying I definitely plan to have another podcast on how to be self-disciplined and persistent because that really is the key to getting a, a lot of these lifestyle changes, which is includes uh, being mentally resilient and using meditation, all right? To be mentally resilient, you use the meditation and the, all the other things, but it, it really takes energy and discipline. And we'll talk about being self-disciplined the next time. Thank you very much. I hope you got a lot out of this um, podcast today. Uh, for me, it was really uh, a different subject that I think I can really add on to whatever I've been talking about here as another way of helping every everyone become successful at whatever they want. Thank you so much. Super Radiant by Dr. Joe Schwartz, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, opens the works of TM as a path to daily relaxation and stress relief. <laughs>